Guys, welcome to Conspiracy Social Club. Uh, if you love this show, we would love for you to go uh, tell your friends about our free feed. Our free feed will give you a little bit of the spice that we're cooking here. Yeah. A little spice that we're free, cooking. You get free. You get this podcast for free. Yeah. Well, well, you know, based on some people live stream. But if you want the you want the new stuff, you got to stay here on Rockfin. But if you want to go to the vault, we can go to just put in Conspiracy Social Club wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you do, give us five stars. Well, let's know what you think. Well, our subscriptions keep growing. Keep growing, dude. Why wouldn't they? We're hilarious. You put all my channels together on Rockfin, I have a, over 100,000, which is pretty good. I Well, I keep telling you Look to consolidate. Look at that guy. Consolidate. All right? God damn, yeah. Brian. Come see me in Port Charlotte, Charlotte this weekend, and then I got Wise Guys the following weekend in Vegas. That's all I'm going to say. I got the Stress Factory May 5th and 7th. Let's hurry up and get to the show. Where are you going to be? Okay. Hey, whoa, whoa, Where are you whoa. Be? I want to get to the show. I got stuff okay. I got to Okay. I'm going to be in uh, uh, Virginia this weekend. Fredericksburg. Going to be in Baltimore, hopefully not getting shot. Then the following week, I'm in Palmdale. I'm in Aurora, Chicago. I'm in, uh, and then I'm in at Float Fest. And then Conspiracy Social Club is back at the Comedy Store May 4th. I'll let you boy. People ask, is everything a conspiracy? The answer is yes. Who and what is controlling everything and why? They they practice sorcery. I can't argue against magic. <laughs> I don't know what it is that we live on, but I believe it's a realm. This realm that we live in is the lowest level of heaven, highest level of hell. Chicken snake gods and the Anunnaki and sorcery. If Sam says the chicken snake god is running everything, I'm literally in the world of crazy. <laughs> I'm winning. <laughs> You're losing. Conspiracy Social Club, aka Deep Waters. Deep waters. Deep waters. Welcome to Conspiracy Social Club, aka Deep Waters. How are you, folks? I'll tell you something right now. Some days you wake up and you some shit happens and it makes you angry. And you don't feel like doing anything but being fucking negative. And that's where I'm at right now. Oh, I I'm very rarely, I'm rarely like that. But everybody is that way. And in getting at something, the problem is getting out of negative space when you feel fucking negative. And when you feel negative and you want to stay in negative, getting yourself in a positive place, yeah. that's the motherfucker, okay? Yeah. Because sometimes you just feel like fucking you want destruction. I just yeah. want to be like, fuck this. Yeah. You know what I mean? You want yes. to take the whole fucking chessboard yes. and throw it in the air. Yes. But you got to breathe and you got to look at what's right. But Let me ask you something, just, Brian. Fuck. What's your morning ritual? Well, I... I Let's you know, say Brian wakes up. It's a beautiful morning. You hear it's the a beautiful chirping, morning, right? I, I enjoy very much the process of making coffee. Okay. I like to grind my beans. Now, the beans... My question is this real quick. Yeah. How soon do you get into the business of the day? Well, I, I don't read the news first thing. Okay. And I try not to reach for my phone first thing. Okay. Because it's not going to be good. It's going to be some email. I don't like the minutiae. I don't like the fact that I got to fucking tent my house for termites. I don't like that I got to check to see if my insurance can can handle, it, like, covers me for termites. That I've already lost my energy. I already lost my energy. How soon do you start dealing it. with that, though? Like, well, how soon when you wake up? Well, okay. Instantly? So the thing is, if you're in a relationship and and you're with somebody who takes care of business, yeah, and doesn't procrastinate in his business, yeah, 
So it's out the gate. Who's who's like this? Like you know, my girlfriend was a corporate person, so she was an executive. Yeah. So there's no time to waste. You get the shit done. Spark plug sparking. Spark plug sparking. Okay. And so that's all good. The thing is that that I'm a procrast. I don't like dealing with anything other than being a fucking idiot. Okay. I like being jackass funny. No business. The first hour. That's smart. No business talk. In the first hour, and when she I would wake agree. Up. My girlfriend would agree with that. She told me not to send emails, not to watch the news, no not to business, reach for my phone, dude, no, no, nothing for just an hour. In the moment, and enjoying the glory of fucking another day, dude. Hundred, hundred percent. And it's just like then we ease into this stuff. Yeah. And you know, I mean, Brian, the truth is, this is the realm, bro, and this is the realm, bro, and it is a I realm. I know, but you gotta post certain things on Instagram, and I gotta get back to being funny on Instagram. I'm not doing enough bullshit, dumb stuff that I used to do. I'm doing ads. That's the other thing I'm mad about myself. I'm fucking doing ads for for podcasts and my dates and graphics, boring graphics. I gotta get back to. Being I want a you to do shrooms, idiot. Brian. I'm Have you do done shrooms, shrooms lately? I, I got a text from my friend Alex who said, "When are we doing shrooms?" Yeah, dude, I think you need to do some shrooms, man. Because I gotta I get think back to. to I gotta get to back God. to Brian Callen of being a fucking idiot. I always, man, you need to do the fucking wacky shit. I do. And All I, that and stuff I, you used to do with your phone, where you your phone was t- yeah. you were talking to and your I phone. And I lost, I lost my my. Because uh, you were in mourning. I for went a through while. some shit. Yeah, and but so, it's time to. Yeah. What's past is past. What What's hard for anybody going through anything is that you you can you can you know you can like work out and you, but you have to get back to what made you who you are. You got to be funny. Being funny in chaos, that's a motherfucker. But I can do it, and I will, and I have been. But you got to just you got to. You know, no matter what's going on in your life, you you have to be you have, like so. I can't remember who it was. I think it was Ulysses S. Grant. He had cancer of the jaw or something. Man, and he was the commander of the Union uh, in during the Civil War. And and I and I I think it was Ulysses S. Grant. And but he his family he needed he knew he was going to die, but his kids and his wife needed money. They needed money, so this motherfucker sat on his porch with jaw cancer and wrote his memoirs. And he knew if he didn't finish his memoirs, if he didn't finish and write these memoirs, his family wasn't going to eat. So in the middle of this intense pain, he and this, you know, awful, when you have jaw cancer, I can imagine it's probably pretty fucking awful. Yeah. He sat there and wrote, after fighting a long war, he gets cancer. And after winning the war, and he wrote his memoirs and and got his family out of debt, I guess, and, and, and they were okay. But that was, I think about people like that who have to kind of keep their head clear grind. and stay productive and grind even at the end of your life after a long war. They ain't no breaks, bitch. Yeah. There are no breaks and don't expect breaks. Just, just fucking do what you're supposed to do and suck it up, which is why this podcast and why I'm winning and why they call me Brian Cowan <laughs> and, and you fucks and you fucks. Who who sent me all this stuff about the guy kneeling on on uh, George Floyd's shoulder blades? You got to do your research because I did. I went down the rabbit hole. You fucking dummies and Jung or <laughs> Jung or whatever that 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 cop's video camera. Yes, it showed him kneeling on his shoulder blade when the fucking paramedics came after he lost consciousness for 30 seconds if you look at the full eight minute video and i did i looked at the i looked at all the stills the motherfucker was kneeling on his neck 
You say what you will. When your hands are behind your back and you're on your stomach and somebody's kneeling for eight minutes on your neck, let me do that to you. I promise I can do that to you and you won't be able to breathe. I, I Brian Callen, let me do it to you. I'll show you how you do it. I can do that on your fucking chest. And if you're not a big guy, you're going to have a problem breathing. So, Brian, like, can I ask you a question? Yeah. What are your thoughts on Maxine Waters basically saying you guys should burn down everything if the, you don't get the verdict you want. Like, Maxine this Waters, is the second time she's done all that, All I got to say way. is look at Maxine Waters. Look at the district Maxine Waters was responsible for. Yeah, that That's she does not live say. in. That's all I got to say. Look at the district that Maxine Waters doesn't live in that she's responsible for. Just look at it and look at how it's doing. At the end of the day, it's about bottom line. She's a politician. She just talks. So when her lips are moving, I'm not listening. I don't really give a fuck what she says because I don't believe it. It's all self-serving. It's all misdirected. Look at what she was given a job. She had a job. How long has she been in office? I don't, I mean, like I think since like 19, she 1920. Took Jesus Christ's seat? Yeah. Forever. Look at her district. Take a look at what it's like to live there. It's like Mike Bonin. Mike Bonin is my council member in Venice. This motherfucker lives in the Palisades. He lives in the Palisades. How do you community. do that? The guy that, and, and, and he considers the homeless neighbors. Come down to Venice and see what happens. They're not neighbors. A lot of these homeless people are on meth and they collect garbage because well, that's one of the side effects of meth that just, and then it just sits well, you in, just, in the streets. You start... You collect. Uh, yeah, you start tweaking on little things. You tweak dude. on little things. Yeah, you're like, oh, I got to build this, and this piece goes here. Yeah. And next thing you know, you're a hoarder. You're a hoarder. Yeah. And then what happens when they're a hoarder is and they run out of fucking room in their RV or their tent, and it goes out on the street. I That's the thing that drives me. To know, and I, I get that they don't really follow rules. It's just like, listen, man, I think most people feel for the homeless and I would love to figure out a way that we could help them. I really do. It's the garbage everywhere. And I get that you're you're running fast and loose and we can't really expect that. But man, that's the only no, thing. But, like but clean also, up your area. Also, man. we shouldn't have that many homeless people on the streets. We didn't used to. Why do we now? Because they ship homeless to us, dude. Okay, so what we have to do is figure out a way to stop that. I want I want California suing these like Seattle. I mean, excuse me, Washington, Oregon. Yeah. California's suing them. They're shipping their homeless to us. I, I have no doubt because the sunshine and the beach is here. And the problem is you're not allowed to do that. If you have a bunch of drug addicts who are, you have, you have drug and mental health issues. You either need real help. And I think people who are, who are drug addicted to that degree and have mental health problems to that degree need to be in government-run facilities, state-run yeah. facilities. I think That's if you're what our that taxes bad on drugs and mental problems i think you're one or two things homeless or have a podcast you gotta give them a podcast give them i mean podcast. just lost souls so i think it's very interesting uh i i i think we're living in i i see here's the thing about politics how do you get corrupt people to fix corruption good i mean like dude if I get rid of two things, I get rid of lobbying and I get rid of uh, just endless terms. Why so do I have a, I have a, I have a, that's a really good question. Cause what you're saying is that if sometimes a system can evolve so that the only way, the only way to survive in the system, the only way to survive, forget prosper, survive in the system is to behave corruptly, even if you're a good person. And the problem with, with lo the lobbying sort of 
efforts in Washington, that the fact that I think it's like 35,000 lawyers descend on Washington every morning. And so the, the getting into Washington, driving from Potomac to Washington, which to, I think is 12 miles or something to the Capitol, takes you an hour and a half because everybody is descending and, and, and is living off the public trough. If you don't have, if you can't petition your government, if you don't have access to the people voting for your company, you're not going to survive. So we're, we're creating, Washington is called a, an economy of influence. It's not an economy that does anything. It's an economy of influence. Oh, yeah, Lobbyists sure. make a fortune because companies, private corporations know that the only way they're gonna stay in business is if they bribe essentially their overlords. How do you bribe your overlords? Well, we'll we, we have access to your fundraisers. Vote along the lines that, that allow us to do our business and we will we will make sure you stay in office. So, so what do the banks do? They get together in groups yeah. and they say, here are, the, here are our terms. What you should be voting on are swipe fees, not other things that actually affect everyday Americans. So what happens to everyday Americans is they're not represented by their government. We have taxation without representation. 100% we do. Sure. 100%. Maybe it's never been any different. Maybe not, but it's definitely worse. Well, you know what it is? It's... It, it, what's very interesting right now, and like I know you don't believe this because you're wrong on the show constantly, but the hijacking of this uh, last election, like we've never seen before, and and I think the most obvious clue that it was hijacked is the outrage that Georgia is demanding driver IDs. I mean, they're freaking the fuck out. Why? Because it's a swing state. And now the ability to dump truck in ballots is now gone. And uh, why is that so controversial? Why is it controversial to ask people for Because it doesn't allow fucking, you to steal no, anymore. I'm saying, right. I'm saying, why is it so controversial to ask voters to present an ID? I have to have an ID for everything. Everything. That, that's, that's, you gotta get. You gotta get a license to get married. But dumb, to own a gun. But dumb, dumb fucko. Uh, Joe Biden said. Oh, can we please is, call this, this episode is, "Dumb, Dumb Fucko"? This dumb, dumb fucko. Joe Biden said, "This is this is uh, Jim uh, Crow. Jim Crow shit. How irresponsible! What an irresponsible thing to say. What a terrible thing to say." It is a very good law. At 26 states, at least, require ID, and I think all 50 should require ID. Why, that, why is that bad? That's not even what I'm worried about. You got a progressive agenda. You got these far-left motherfuckers who want to stack the Supreme Court. How crazy? What's they your wanna, thoughts wanna, on that? I that think shit the, is nuts. There are two things that are the worst idea in the world. One is stacking the Supreme Court. What does that mean? Right now, how many people, how many justices nine, in the Supreme I Court? Think. There are nine, right? They want to bring it up to 15 12 or, or something. 15. Yeah, which means they want to get progressive judges in there that don't interpret the Constitution as a fixed thing they they're not it's not about the constitution. the constitution is whatever you whatever you interpret it as okay so let's just interpret it as you see fit and you know we'll change the laws because everything changes with time so that means the constitution is not really worth anything that means you're going to get you're going to be able to push through progressive agendas you're going to be able to push through anything because the whole point of the supreme court is to decide whether or not this law is constitutional or not if you have a bunch of justices that are far left right. or far right, right. whoever they might right. be, right. they're going to vote along their political lines. Right. The justices have a lifetime yes. 
guarantee of appointment yes because and the point for the founding fathers was they can't be swayed by the political winds right they can't worry about being reinstated again you can't get to them you can't bribe them the whole point is but having you can't blackmail nine, them right you want nine justices that vote according to not their political point of view but rather they vote according to whether or not they interpret whether the law is constitutional or not that is such an important check and balance it's so fucking important if we lose that we are fucked yeah especially if because the progressives didn't get their judges in they're terrified of roe v wade being overturned which it never will be because it's a super precedent you know, that's that's what they're worried about. And then this is such a dangerous precedent. The other thing that's really dangerous is the idea is they want to get rid of the filibuster. The filibuster requires if, if so, what happens is if the Republicans or the Democrats say we don't like that law, we're going to filibuster. We're going to just we're going to just keep keep reading. We're going to read Moby Dick or whatever until the, the session in Congress times out until there's just no time to even vote. It's a very good, it's a very, the only thing that busts the filibuster is if you have 60 votes, you have to have over 60 votes. What that means is you have to have some a majority, you have to have bipartisan, you have to have some bipartisan participation. You have to have some Republicans, at least 10 Republicans, or at least 10 Democrats come over to the other side to vote on certain laws. That's really important because it creates a consensus. If you have just Democrats and all they t all it takes is 50 and the vice president can break that tiebreaker dude you will have you will have either when when Republicans have power or Democrats have power there's nothing you're going to be able to do half the country that's Democrat or half the country that's Republican will not be represented at all and and you'll just be able to push through the, the, whoever's in power will be able to push through any kind of law they want including laws that stand for life etc is a very dangerous precedent. The whole point of the filibuster is it allows you, it forces our government to participate yeah. and compromise. Yes. You need that. Not and the, the Democrats don't have all the ideas. The Republicans don't have all the ideas. We need bipartisan support. You, that's that's the but whole point. Both parties. Yeah, but compromise is very fucking important. Otherwise, you're going to have this far left. Biden has been hijacked by the far left. No, extremists. he always was. Is my camera okay, or is it yeah. off a little bit? No, it's okay. No, it's okay, you got to all shine. You know what I think greatness? about Biden? You know what I think about Biden that for he's, real? He's a I don't, clone. I think he's a. I don't think he's smart at all. I think he's a dumb dumb. That dude is such a dummy, and he's a blatant liar. The motherfucker got caught. They said he was finished a long time ago, where he said, "I graduated the top of my class with two degrees." No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You didn't graduate with two degrees, degrees at the top of your class. It was a blatant lie. Brian, can I tell you something? Do you know what I believe is going on right now? What? We have had a military coup. And I know people think I'm talking about Q. I'm not. I'm talking about the military-industrial complex has basically gotten rid of the illusion of democracy, and they have taken over, and Joe Biden is doing the bidding of these of the military industrial complex man and i just i think that's why you see washington dc so heavily guarded right now i think that's why you see him pushing ridiculous trying to ramp up war all over the place well isn't it funny how democrats are are pro gun control like they don't they love guns the Democrats and the far the left wing loves they love guns they love them but you know what they like they like really big guns that are in the hands of of 
a military they people control. protecting them of the military they control. Yeah, well, I mean, mean they were like they're anti-wall and anti-gun, except right for when it comes to uh, you know Washington D.C. where we have fucking fences and armed. they're building a fence around the Capitol and they have believe me it's it's going to be very well armed with with real weaponry. So what are we talking about? Well, don't tell me that the left doesn't love guns. They just trust that the state is the only one that should have a monopoly on violence. They yeah, just, that's exactly what it is, yeah. dude. And they're going to slowly try to chip away at this. But, you know, the beauty of everything is like how our forefathers set it up. And the beauty is that they can't do anything to change this. State rights override federal rights. And that's one of the reasons that the founding fathers said, if you if you allow a system of government that allows for the concentration of power in one person's hands, you're fucked. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Your Bill of Rights means nothing. You have to have a bicameral legislator. You have to have different parts of government, the executive, the legislative, the Senate, you know, the, the, the judiciary, the fourth estate, which is the which is the press. You've got to have all these different kind of like um, entities that are vying for power or checking each other that are fighting against each other that way it keeps government moving slowly and nobody can concentrate power in one hand and that's if you look at the power grab that the democrats are trying to do holy fuck man you're trying to make dc and puerto rico a state is that what you're trying to do you're doing that because you know that, that you can manipulate them to vote democrat what are we doing here you're they're, they're, my problem with the far left is that they're trying to tear down our institutions and trying to restructure the country based on a a left-wing essentially leninist socialist framework that's a fact no i'm with you on that can you look up bill maher and covid so bill i used to love bill maher i used to think he was really great at um a yeah, great like, political like, show, like and then the, then the then the election. Can you look? Uh, he calls out the he calls out um, the Democrats for being widely misinformed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen to this. It's like yeah. finally, do they have the do they have the video? It's really great to see because I love this shit. He's good, man. Well, I mean, like he's my some, problem with him and news. the thing with John Oliver is like during the 2016 election, their true colors came out, in That's my humble it. opinion, where they started. Here it is. Sh here it is. Wait, finish about researchers at Dartmouth built a database recently monitoring the covid coverage of the major news outlets across the world and found that while other countries mix the good news in with the bad, the U.S. national media reported almost 90 percent bad news. Even as things were getting better, the reporting remained negative. And politicians, they lie because it's their nature to cover their ass so they don't get blamed if things goes badly. And also to keep in practice. Amen. Keep in what? Keep in practice. But when all of our sources for medical information have an agenda to spin us, yeah, you wind up with a badly misinformed population, including on the left. Liberals often mock the Republican misinformation bubble, which, of course, is very real. Ask anyone who works at Hillary's pizza parlor. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and we do know conservatives have some loopy ideas about COVID, like the third of Republicans who believe it couldn't be spread by someone showing no symptoms. But what about liberals? You know, the high information by the science people? 
In a recent Gallup survey, Democrats did much worse than Republicans in getting the right answer to the fundamental question, what are the chances that someone who gets COVID will need to be hospitalized? The answer is between 1 and 5 percent. If they're 41 percent of Democrats thought it was over 50 percent. Wow. Another 28 percent put the chances at 20 to 49. So almost 70 percent of Democrats are wildly off on this key question and also have a greatly exaggerated view of the danger of COVID-2 and the mortality rate among children. All of which explains why today the states with the highest share of schools that are still closed are all blue states. Yeah, like my so state. if the right-wing media bubble has to own things like climate change denial, shouldn't liberal media have to answer for, how did your audience wind up believing such a bunch of crap about COVID? It's so true. Well done, Bill Maher. Well fucking done. A, a new report in The Atlantic stop. says the oh. media won't stop putting oh, pictures. Dude, it's so true, though, man. That's exactly right. It's just unconscionable that the media, that the left-wing media, or just that the mainstream media like, like CNN and stuff, they're just fucking irresponsible because they make money. They make money lying to their base. And they're pay I mean, like, dude, it's they a full money. study. There's so many memes out there. There's so many websites talks about how much power Bill Gates has in terms of he, he's basically bought out the entire media. It's, it's not even Bill Gates, though. It's also just these these reporters know better because they are they, somewhere along the line. They just have I, I believe this is what I believe. I believe a lot of these reporters that 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 I have a problem with, let's just say left wing reporters who yeah. lean left. OK, who never criticized the Biden administration and, and suddenly are so quiet about about his Me Too moment and all that stuff that you never hear about Tara Reid anymore. But there are so many, so many inconsistencies. They're so inconsistent. And I think a lot of it is literally just the fact that they are indoctrinated. They have this ideology that they actually really believe in. And as far as they're concerned, when they when they promote this, you know, mask wearing, which made Trump look really bad and crippled the economy. And I'm cynical enough to believe that they were pushing that so that Trump looked even worse and they can get him out of office. So destroy the economy so I can get my guy in there. Fine. You can justify that any way you want, but you're talking about journalists. You're talking about people like Anderson Cooper and everybody else, like Don Lemon. I'm telling you, dude, they've never had to build a business. They make their living with their face. They don't make their living with their hands. They're talking they mannequins, use their hands. dude. They're talking mannequins. When you don't know what it's like to build a company, when you don't know what it's like to have to turn a profit with, with whatever business you're doing, like you and I have to sell tickets or we're fucked, okay? Right. When you don't know what it's like to, to have to get a product out to customers when you're competing with 17 other places, okay? You are never going to sympathize with somebody who says, I lost my businesses that took me 20 years to build because you motherfuckers had everything closed. When you send your kids to private school and they don't have to worry about a thing, or you're wealthy enough to have all the kids in the neighborhood in your gated community playing with each other so they don't suffer psychologically from the isolation that happens when they can't go to school and they're taking classes on Zoom in their rooms as children without the sunshine, 
without any contact with other human beings because you're so paranoid you're making your fucking kid wear a mask between meals at Thanksgiving the way Gavin Newsom that fucking stuffed shirt bitch and he's a bitch <laughs> he's a bitch he's a bi I'd like to fight that guy I dude I would that, like to fight guy, him that for charity that guy who had the balls to say make sure you you take you wear your mask between bites in your home at Thanksgiving no singing and no no loud talking is that what he said whatever the fuck he said while that dude is elbow to elbow at French Laundry. I've eaten at the French Laundry. I ate there on my honeymoon with my ex. Do you know how much dinner cost me? And I, I ordered a $150 bottle of wine, which is nothing there, which they laughed at. They were like, oh, you want a low-level bottle of wine? 150 bucks for one bottle of wine. It was my honeymoon. Dinner for two people cost me $770. $770, okay? That's how much dinner for two cost. That was my honeymoon dinner. Seven. $170. He's have, having a meal. That's Thomas Keller's restaurant. He's having a meal with all his buddies while telling everybody to wear their mask between bites. He's hanging out with all his fucking... How hanging many, out with George Lopez. 14, 14. I like George Lopez, but 14, I like George 14 Lopez. people. You fucking hypocrite. So at the end of the day, these people that are calling the shots, that are telling all of us how to live our lives, never pay a price for the decisions they make. I agree, Brian. And what we're seeing is the, ex uh, uh, we're the exposing of the system human being, dude. I'm being honest with you. We, I told you about system entertainers, but like on a larger scale, system human beings, these leftist people, which we all thought, you know, were the intelligent ones. What we find out, they're not smart. They're well, intelligent. They're not, they're not liberals. Like I like liberals. I, I, you need well, liberals. liberals are like more libertarian. But let yeah. me just finish this yeah. point. These human beings that we've seen that that their whole purpose is what does the system want me to do? I'm going to do what the system is. And when we get back to these reporters, so much of it is like just being loved. Like who can conform quicker? Amongst your peers, who's the quickest to conform to everything? Who is the quickest one to do this? Like when all these people were like, we need trans in the military. You know how many of them were trans? None of them. But they saw a narrative being put out, so they couldn't stop retweeting quick enough. They, they had no clue what they're fucking talking about. And it's just like, I know a lot of trans. I've never heard one of them. Dem like, I just want to get in the military. Never heard it in my life. You know what? I go between, let me see. Let me see what you think about this. I go between this. Sometimes I'm like, this is the fight to have and we have to fucking galvanize and just go crazy and get in the streets. And the other side of me is this. Maybe they're so ridiculous. Maybe their demands are so inoperable. Maybe they're so far gone that we should just ignore it. Kind of like when like when we were like, Vietnam's going to fall and then it's going to be a domino effect and we're all going to be communists. Yes. Let's send troops yes. all the way there. Fear. Maybe, maybe, Fear, maybe we just go, you know what? They're so fucking stupid Brian, and ridiculous. Let's ignore them. I had this great conversation with this guy last night. I should have him on. He's not, he's a, he's a grown man, but he's very young. His name's Ryan Bloodsell and... He's, his family's seen a bunch of uh, interdimensional beings. It's like really an interesting conversation. But we were having a great talk last night on Zero, which is available on Rockfin. And we were just discussing that they're like law of abundance or model of abundance, model of scarcity. And it really breaks down to two things, love and fear. You are in, e you are in one or the other. You are either in the, the light of love or you are cowering in negative energy of fear, 
right? And all that stuff is just fear. Fear. The, oh, communism is going to be everywhere. Fear. 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 The, like when they, and sometimes they just promote agitators, dude. Like this one woman's like, we should give all children uh, a fucking puberty blockers so they figure out what they want to be. Nobody thinks that. Nobody. Except for a crazy person yelling into the fucking sky. And the media makes money by highlighting that voice because that's the way you want to do it. So I had a conversation. So one of my jokes the other day. Let me stop this because this is Steve Byrne. This is strange. Just okay. edit this out. All right, where was I? Keep going. So cut all that out, man. I didn't mean that about Brian. Anyways, <laughs> so let's keep moving forward. Um, what were we talking about before? You got a butt dial? Oh, um, sorry. That was fucked up. Oh, okay. So you're living. So you live in one, two things. Yeah. Fear. Or love. Yeah. And so I had this kind of breakthrough last night. I kind of talked about it on the other show. So I told you the three things that I live by. I realize they're not three separate things, but they're actually three different stages of how you spread love, which okay. is law of attraction, which is positive energy, model of abundance, which is spreading the positive energy, and then love thy neighbor, which is how you connect with the people around you. Yeah. It's all one fucking thing, dude. And once you get into that, but just know chaos is going to be out there, dude. Always. And all this shit out there is just a mind fuck on you. Brian, let's say they make Puerto Rico a state. How does that affect you here today? Good question. It, There's that dude, saying, heaven, heaven is high. I've been two weeks, bro. And I'm telling you, I've never been happier. I remember yeah. my buddy Dave Palmiter, like eight years ago, we, we, you know, all my buddies from high school were all on a text thread. And he was just like, yeah, dude, I don't watch the news anymore. And I looked at him like, are you nuts? Like, you're not staying informed. You're so dumb. Yeah. And then I realized how enlightened that dude is and how I am so happy no, I don't know. I'm so, so here's a good example of that. Like, I, as as I I read a lot of philosophy and I read books, and mainly I read it because I want ammo, right? I want I want I want to get closer to the truth, or I want to get closer to how to do things. Then you read the, the if you go to YouTube or, or and if you have certain algorithms, or you go to the news, you can go to YouTube, and if you you'll have Tucker Carlson, Jordan Peterson, you'll have sort of more of a right of center kind of look at the world and usually it's going to be fun to listen to because it's going to be them destroying an argument from the left if you start watching other like if you if you google noam chomsky and and various other uh, left-wing thinkers you're going to have the algorithm is going to push you in the other direction of course and you're going to have a lot of uh left-wing uh thoughtful people even socialists maybe and things like that talking about what's wrong with capitalism talking about what's wrong with the right fine so what you can do is you can, depending on where you choose to focus your eye, you can build an argument and a building that is essentially uh, withstands the winds of of the other side's argument, right? right. And you can shelter yourself right. in that and and just really zero down, narrow down on your truth, on the not the truth, but on the, your perspective of how the world yeah, should be. Yeah, I know be. my truth. Yeah, your perspective of how the world should be. Look, every book, I always say, is an argument. The theme of a book, even a, even a fiction, is the author's argument for how we should behave in the world. It is. It's an argument for that. 
Um, any any book that's nonfiction is an argument for how we should be doing something better or what's wrong with the world, whether it's you haven't been drinking enough bone broth or um, we need to be a lot more um, uh, involved with government, smart government. It, there's always an argument that every book makes. But at the end of the day, I think what's interesting is that there is criteria for getting closer to the truth in a lot of things. You're right, though. It's a question of how deep do you want to go and how much is it going to affect your life? And is it getting in the way? Is it getting in the way of what's already in front of you that's available to you to make your life a better place? Is it getting in the way of you being a better parent? Is it getting in the way of you being a better friend? Is it getting in the way of you being a better artist or better at your job and, and thus making your immediate surroundings a better place to live? Those are very important fucking considerations. They really are. Like take the George Floyd thing. Look, right now we're waiting and it, and it rests on a couple things. One is, did, did the fact that they pulled him out of the car and had his handcuffs handed behind his back. He was claustrophobic in the car. And he's ODing. Right. So he's claustrophobic in the car. He's freaking out. I can't breathe. Please. He was struggling. Don't put me in this police car. Okay. So we know he's got claustrophobia issues. And he's a huge, he's also he got, a huge he's man. He's a big guy. He's got meth and fentanyl in his system. We know that. We call it goofball. Yeah. So Dum Dum Chauvin, or whatever he was, pulls him out of the fucking car and lays him on his stomach with his hands behind his back and leans. And if anybody thinks it's his back and shoulder, you're just not looking at the truth. I looked at it. For the most part, the motherfucker was leaning on his neck. It's going to rest on this. And a lot of people say, no, it was his shoulder. That was, the, that, was, that was a part of the video that was 30 seconds long. If you look at the eight-minute video from all different perspectives, including police officers leaning on his neck, Okay. Was that part of police policy? That's it's going to fall on. Was that police? Was that part of police uh, training? Well, here's the thing. There are two things according to Minneapolis Police Department's things. You can you can use conscious neck force. So you can hold somebody by the neck and not put them unconscious in the event that the perpetrator is behaving in a way that's struggling, threatening, uh, um, I'm trying to get away. You can use what's called unconscious neck force, meaning you can close down the carotid arteries. I call that a rear naked choke in jujitsu. There are ways to head and arm. You can, you can, you can, tap, that's how you tap somebody out. That's how you actually choke them unconscious. I've had it done to me 20 times. Anybody who does jujitsu has had, has done it to people and had it done to them. And the longer you've done it, you've had it done to you a thousand times. Um, so that's not hard to do. It take, it's really easy to do. I could do it to anybody in this room right now. Just putting pressure on your carotid arteries, you go right out. Or with these two arteries, you're, you're done. You just go to sleep. It's really easy to do. It's going to come down to... So we know that that was part that was actually acceptable under police training. Now, now, does that mean that what Chauvin was doing was in line with police policy? That's going to be up... That's the question. That's for the jury. Secondly... Was the weight he was putting on his neck, on his, on his neck, okay, upper shoulder, whatever, did it restrict oxygen flow? According to the medical examiners, their theory, their theory was that it, it did. That's the theory. The defense is saying, look, it was meth and fentanyl stopped his heart. 
the prosecution is saying the guy was claustrophobic. You leaned on his fucking neck. You stopped his oxygen. It's like unbelievable. So, so now we're both. So what I'm saying is that so we we like like in life, it depends on where you look. What evidence are you looking at, and how objective can you be? Right, and that this is this is the problem in life with getting closer to the truth. This but what is I'm saying why, is that, Brian. Yeah, go on. I don't like the death penalty. Right. Yes. Because so much outside bullshit is brought into this. A white jury is ten times quicker to give a black man the death penalty yep. when there isn't evidence. So I I hate. Like the O.J. Simpson trial, there was so much, like the odds on that DNA being somebody else, you would literally have to go to another planet to yeah. find somebody with a similar DNA. Yeah. But people bring their bullshit into it. Yeah. So that's what's saying to me, man. Once we realize this guy is on a goofball and that how many fr people, you know, we have someone on the show who's who's lost loved ones to, to, to drugs, man. It's like, that's a dangerous game we're playing. But what we're doing is we're taking that out of this the the emotions of 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 being in the moment. It's called objective law, right? Yeah, we're taking take the, it take all the out, man. Out, yeah. And it's just like, I'm sorry, man. I am sorry, dude. Uh, you know, you know, we have so many women on the internet crying about fucking, you know, about police brutality, and there is police brutality, and I think we all know when we see it, but man, if you think the world's a wonderful place, why do you walk around with mace, ladies? Why? Because you know there is fucking danger out there. Because there are psychotic males out there. Right? And the notion that we sit there and we say that, that I have no problems with saying police brutality needs to be looked at, okay? But this blanket reaction to Black man, always innocent. Cop, always bad guy is the worst way to look at 100%. identity politics is awful, man. Especially when you will never even get close. If you took the entire, every black person shot by a white cop through a year, it will never get as close as the amount of fucking black on black gun crime in just Chicago. Yeah. It's not even close. Not even and close. the ignoring of that, like that doesn't should not be something being discussed on an even higher level is unbelievable because it, it was so much harder to, so much hard. Let me just finish this. So much harder to tackle. It is why on a, on a national level, Asians are not calling out blacks for Asian hate. Because it's such a harder conversation to have. It is so much easier to imply white people. Because everyone's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Boogeyman, white people. Yeah, 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 yeah. But to go, man, we are real problem with black on Asian crime. Correct. It's way harder. Correct. Because there's going to be a, a lot of pushback from an equally powerful fucking demographic. It, it was exactly like saying, you'd never see it here a newscaster say, the Black Lives Matter marches spread COVID. It wasn't. They, they, some things are so emotionally charged that you're going to get zero currency. But that to me is nonlinear warfare. I agree. With That's you. done purposely. Well, it's also how human beings are. The human beings are so fucking emotional, and including myself. And we all we all have our emotions that it's really hard sometimes to apply logic to emotion. When we started this podcast, I was emotional. I didn't want to do a fucking thing. 
And I'm sure my negative attitude has fucking spilled into this podcast. And for that, no apologies. <laughs> I'm sorry to. for absolutely fucking nothing there in Conor McGregor's words. Get it out. Fuck Get it out. that. You know? Because sometimes you're just in a fucking negative fight mood. And I am. So there's not an, no amount of logic, even at 50 fucking, even at, well, my biological age is even at 33 years old, it's going to fucking change my shit. Yeah. Because I got fucking a tight tummy and heavy arms, yes. dude. And I worked out fucking three times yesterday. Tennis in the morning, coming off the fucking ground. Say <laughs> no, I wasn't. I'm grounded with my strokes, bro. I'm grounded with my strokes. I step Brian, in. Brian, do you ever walk with no shoes on? Do you ever fuck, do that? Fuck yeah, bro. It's called. By the way, your sneakers are great today. They're fucking on. They're clouds, great. And Usually, I buy... give you shit for them, and it's from a guy who's wearing garbage right now. I'm but going, man, I'm, today I'm going to buy some some black ones like this. These are Swiss engineered on clouds. My problem is I like them so much that I do sport in them, and I change guys direction. Guys crying about his life, and he's talking about Swiss engineered sneakers. I know, and I do, I, and I change direction so abruptly, so fucking physically fast. You're like one of those Tron bikes, right, dude? People are like, "How the fuck do you move that fast? How old are you?" I'm like 33. You bitch. <laughs> I mean, I go set set. I I I shuck and juke, dude. Woo! Now, my shoes, my Swiss engineered shoes, they're not made for it, dude. They're not made for it. I tear the bottoms up. So you're like Zion in his Nikes? Uh-huh. Did my goblet squats yesterday, if you're wondering why I my woke up with a fucking squats? boner. Goblet I don't even know squats, what that means. You take a fucking... You take a fucking 60 pound, 75 pound weight and you just come all the way down. Look at that shit and I'm back up. Or look at, <laughs> look at how low the squat is. That dude, look I gotta be honest with you, with my jack knees, I think that's very oh, impressive. Fuck, dude. I'm God. very impressed. I got bad knees. Yeah. You, I'm very impressed. I got crazy good knees. Yeah. I do. I have a very strong, I have a sturdy body. Yeah. In fact, in the sand on Saturday, a bunch of 30-year-olds were like, can you do 100 push-ups in four minutes? And I go, it's really hard to do. And they were all like, I tried, I couldn't, I got to 80 and stuff. And I'm listening to You did to 80 push-ups? I'm listening to this I'm and impressed. I go, well, I did 84 in front of you. And remember in- uh, I don't remember, remember that. In Saudi, in, in, remember in Afghanistan, the first day, Steve said, Brian wants to, Brian wants to, challenge everybody in the space to a push-up contest remember that big black guy got yeah. up and he did we had a push-up why does he gotta be black well he was and he okay. was huge that's a good reason and i, I beat him i did 84 push-ups in a row and uh and he he i think he he bailed out at 75 so i beat him but but the point is they were like brian can you do 100 <clears throat> nobody can do 100 because none of them could do it and i went 100 push-ups in four minutes i think i can do that would you bang them out in 25s? I, I, but I did 50 and then I did 20 and then I did, then I started breaking down, but I, I did it in three minutes and 20 seconds. I got it. And if I shape. train for it, if I train for it, come on, bro, I'll do a hundred <laughs> in a row. What does that mean if you trained for if it? If I train for push ups, but I don't, I don't push to failure. I just keep my body nice and pliable, bro. 20 minute workouts that's all it is when it comes to weights no more than that and i don't do heavy i do just enough now my body's hurting my body's not hurting but my body is tired my body's saying bry thank god that 20 minutes is over when my fucking trainer goes gw you know what gw means good win good workout oh good workout yeah good work okay i'm not doing crossfit my friend's a spinal surgeon you know what he said he goes crossfit keeps me in business 
CrossFit's the reason I have a huge house. And I was like, really? He goes, oh yeah. When you're deadlifting for time and squatting crazy weight, your discs are gonna, they're gonna go. Yeah. You're gonna get compression. Yeah. There's no such thing. There's no such thing as a power lifter who doesn't have compressed discs. No such thing. Not interested. Got back in the Croft Maga. Love it, dude. Yeah. I love it. I'm doing boxing today. I do boxing. Oof. I do Croft Maga. Nice, Those dude. are my workouts, dude. Good. Just Good. planning to fucking kill with my hands or my dick. There you go. Let's go into what, how you're eating. Uh, I'm starting to get better, dude. I'm slowing down eating at night. That's my biggest thing right now. Yeah. And I'm trying to drink more water. I've gotten down to the tiny sodas. I'm going to wean myself off that. And if I'm blessed, someday I'll just be down to breathing and staring at the wall. Damn. And that's what I'll be. <laughs> dude. That, and I'll still gain weight, by the way. I'll still gain weight. Looking at the wall, I'll gain fucking two cups. But what are you eating at night? What happens at night? Is it the... I'm, I'm going to try to get just down to like chicken if i have to eat chicken just eat a little chick fucking steve Byrne, he's a bad influence because he's staying with me right now that dude ordered two massive pizzas at what 10 at night almost and then uh just a bunch of hot chicken cutlets that were delicious my mouth's watering right now in fact and french fries and soda and i'm like i gotta have some i gotta have i just had i had yams and steak just with my son at like there's nothing wrong with that that sounds yeah, great at like seven at like seven o'clock i was i was good and then i then i had to go out and get some pasta then i had some pasta i was still good let it go bright let it go have one beer and some some what beet, kind of beer do you quail drink? ragu beet pasta fucking delicious i'm making my own beer beer i like well i'm, beer. I'm, a, I'm a peroni slash moretti slash sapporo guy there's something about you just like foreign Italian, beers. It, I like Italian and uh, you like ethnic Japanese beers. Beer. Just like I, I like my whiskey Japanese, I like my Japanese whiskey. Yeah, I like my Japanese. I'm, I don't. Whiskey. Mi I used to. I was drinking so much. I was making up drinks at the comedy store. One day, Hope Solo showed up at the comedy store with our friend Steve Byrne. Seen her. And uh, I made a drink called Hope Solo's Asshole, <laughs> and it's base. It's on. It's a uh, Jack Daniels, Jaeger, and a little chocolate vermouth. She's Yikes. beautiful, by the way. She's a, yeah. I mean, those naked pictures yeah. were interesting. That's a big, strong gal. Yeah, dude, that's stock, bro. That's if you're, if the mother is athletic, the kid's going to be a murderer. Oh, yeah. You see with pro oh, athletes, yeah. these fucking super athletes. I used to have a joke about it, man. It's just like date first round draft pick moms. That's what I'm all about, dude. <laughs> They're big gals. Like, I, I had this joke about if I was Nike, I would have sponsored John Jones's mom's womb. Like anything comes out, it's got a lifetime contact oh, yeah. oh, with yeah. Nike, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. She put out two Super Bowl champions, first round draft picks, and the greatest MMA fighter of all time. Yep. That woman is a athlete factory. It's insane. It's right? insane. Well, I went to that. Well, I was at the Playboy Mansion one time, and the, the NFL, all the NFL players. I never. Were there. That was my one regret. I never got. They never. Even it's though not, I had a show on there. Yeah, a, back towards it's them. Like a but, strip club, you know, with just rich old dudes. But these were all athletes. It was a, a pajama party. And the, all these playmates were in, you know, basically painted paint and they were naked. And the athletes, the pro athletes, the football players, when you see those guys with no shirts on and they're walking around, like it, whatever you think of yourself as an athlete. Like I was looking at these dudes and I was like, some of them are so athletic looking. They're so muscular. They're so big. They look like avatars. 
the white and black guys. They're, they're Samoans. No, they're just, You're they're, just like, they're, what the they're fuck? They're the 300 of our society, it's dude. It's sick. You're just like, I am... Of course I'm an actor. I could never, I couldn't do anything. I mean, I, some guys are like, some of you, I saw this one dude who was probably six, seven and, and totally proportioned. Like he was probably six, seven to 50, but it was just all perfect proportions. Like he just looked like, like a, like, I don't know, just this white dude. He was just, you with these bang hands. chicks, but you like dudes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. For sure. Well, cause I want to be them. Yeah, because I'll never. You be probably happy. fucked a couple times staring at like NFL highlights and shit. I, I well, I'm fat. Well, I I just I'm always like I own I understand. I, I have self loathing when I look at those guys. I go, well, I I didn't in the mold when they made man. I didn't have enough. They didn't pour enough batter in there. I'm Dude, working with whatever they whatever was left over. I go on Instagram and. Instagram lets you know there's a level of attractive woman that is so insanely hot. I Ugh. don't even understand it. Like, I've seen attractive women. I've been with attractive women yep. back in the day, right? But there's a level of hot that is uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, it's just like, I, I don't think I... Like, I, I think, like, what if she wanted to date? Let's say she loved my podcast so much. Would I date her? And the answer is, I don't think I could handle it. I, I I don't I'd First be like of all, you could get those girls you right no now. for sure but it's just like it, do I want that do I want that in my life where I know my eleven is leaving my house and everywhere she goes she is just fucking knocking dicks down yeah. and is the right dick gonna come yeah I worry less about that actually now as no, I'm, I'm older talking, but yeah the, I know what you're saying because they're, they're, you're competing with all every pro athlete and every billionaire. Right? And, and and that's typically why they're dating. Those girls have when they're you young. You know, it's like, oh, we like funny guys. Blake Griffin's pretty funny. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, what are you going to do if Blake Griffin drops dick on your girl? Are you going to get mad at her? No. You're like, I, I, no. I guess that's what you got to do, but right? Also, but also, like, when, when you're that kind of girl at the height of your powers, they have about six of those boyfriends. Or if they don't, they have one that's, you know, just a superstar, right? So, Isn't that crazy? And they also have, they also are the mistresses of, you know. Like, of like Saudis. Yeah. Like, whenever you see or, these Instagram models in like Dubai, I'm like, somebody's working. Like, somebody's on somebody's fucking like bill. Dr. Dre's going through a divorce, and they, and they fucking, um, they basically were, uh, the, the, his ex wife subpoenaed his three mistresses. <laughs> his three mistresses. It's like, yeah, three. Yeah, all, yeah, but all I think know, about is I'm always like, damn, you That's kids. how you know women have won. Women have won the the battle of the sexes. Because if we break down the actual primal needs of men and women, if a woman is and their children are financially set up, they have achieved their primal needs. If, if you yeah. look at the animal, like, you know, the female always wants the male with the most res resources. A male's primary need is to spread his seed. That's the only way you know that you these are your kids, right? It's like if you have as many kids as possible. That's what it is. Not saying you should do that, but on a primal level, that is our drives, yes, right? Yes. And now that's gotten, for the longest time, men would have quote-unquote mistresses. Yeah. Of course, dude. It comes down. It, it uh, the, everything is adversarial, 
everything's a fight. Sometimes I think life is just one big fucking war. I mean, it's, it's great to practice gratitude and abundance, and I do all that, and I love it, and I think it's the secret to life. But it, there's no doubt that, that you've got to ask yourself what you're willing to struggle for. Yeah, but dude, that, I think that's part that's of all everything. Good. It's all good. It's, it's not the negative good. part. It's like you're here to learn it's that It's part, part of the beauty, right? Solving those problems is part of the beauty. Solving the problems life throws at you is how you achieve happiness. It actually is. The, the deep satisfaction of getting yourself out of a quagmire, the deep satisfaction of getting yourself out of chaos, the deep satisfaction of navigating chaos, the deep satisfaction of realizing that chaos will never leave you, but you like it and that you thrive in it and that you become a better person because steel sharpens steel. That's a good thing. And every time you and I see a, an, an MMA fighter who's great, who's made that walk, down that made that walk from from the locker room to the to the cage and you see the look in their eyes all of us as men feel a little less than if you haven't done something like that in your field because it takes so much courage conor mcgregor is popular not because he can punch people in the face because he had so much fucking courage Bravado he had so much self-belief and he backed it up time and time again he's interesting brian i mean sometimes it's opportunity Right? Mm -hmm. And you think the guys who he kind of made his name off of, yeah. which was the two title fights he had. Yeah. Who, he beat guys who were smaller than him. Yeah. And now as he's moved up. But he, and also, he's beat, he also beat Nate Diaz in the second fight. I mean, right. That was right. Impressive. But I, you want, here's where we get in conspiracy. I think it was everybody's best interest, including Nate Diaz's, that 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 Conor McGregor won. Well, yeah, but but that may be so. But I'm promise that you, fight that third fight's Nate coming. Was, Nate was fighting his hardest. Nate, Nate, Nate that that yeah, third fight's they, coming. They were a bloody mess at the end of that fight. I mean, look at what beautiful. they talk about with Conor. Let's say this Dustin Poitier fight, he loses. What does that do to the brand of? Of Conor McGregor. Well, Conor, uh, the other thing I admire about this guy is he could ride off into the sunset. People don't remember, have to remember that Conor was was retiring before he got into the UFC. He, he wanted to stop fighting. And then he just made up his mind. And the guy said, I'm going to check the kick. So now Conor's working on checking that kick. We'll see. Connor's again fights on this level. You're solving fights. You're solving the problem in front of you. Well, well, uh, very interesting. When Dustin Poirier was asked who's the hardest hitter he ever fought, he said Conor McGregor. Connor Conor McGregor's hard. problem was he thought he was going to hit Dustin and Dustin was going to go down because that was the old Dustin he fought. Yeah. Dustin's a different guy. Oh, yeah. He's been sharpened steel, sharpened oh, steel. Yeah. So mm. Connor has to go. Okay, I'm fighting a different dude. Yeah. I he can't. Here's the thing. Connor dumps his fucking energy tank early yeah. cuz he wants to put everybody out. Yeah. But it's like, dude, when you get to that level, bro, you everybody can take a punch. Yeah, man, your kung fu's no good here. When you get to that level, you got to you always got to be changing your game up and it's so and difficult. Dude, That's I why mean, I respect Connor so much. Why I respect Dustin so much. I respect those guys so much. And make no doubts about it. Sports, they have zero problems rigging shit. They have zero problems with rigging it. And it was everybody's best interest that Connor McGregor won that fight. 
It's everybody's best interest. Yeah, but there's no way that fight was thrown. I mean, Nate Diaz ain't throwing a fight. Nate Diaz is a fucking monster. And if you see, I watched that fight closely. They were piecing each other up. And by the end of that fight, they were both a bloody mess. They were throwing The world's that a better place when Diaz is our fighting. Oh, man. Nick the, Diaz. Nick Diaz looks really good. Do you see a picture of him in the pool? Yeah. Dude, he's rocked out of I, his I, mind. I, how's his brother making his money? Just weed? I don't know. I don't know. You know what's so funny as a man? Like, my brother right now is kind of going on this journey in his life mm -hmm. where he's just not working. Mm -mm. And I, some of us in the family are like, what the fuck are you doing? Because mm -hmm. I, I can't do that. Right. Dude, this weekend, we got a crazy fight. Holy fuck. Usman Masvidal, I'm going to make my prediction right now. You ready for this? Usman Masvidal. The fight turns out exactly as it was. Masvidal is one of my favorite fighters in the world. He ain't solving that wrestling, that wrestling that Usman does in the clinch. I whatever. love Usman. Usman has a crazy gas tank, and Usman is. And going you knew to... he was great in the Ultimate Fighter, yeah. which they're bringing back. Would think I used to love. People used to complain all the time about. I'm like, I love fights, man. I could watch. The, my problem was is like when I loved everybody on the show, I felt so bad when they lost. Yeah. Like I just saw like. The, Bellator let go of a bunch of uh, of fighters, yeah, and, you love them. and I just feel like as an artist, I feel for them, oh, dude. Yeah. I feel. I for love. Them. I love fucking. Uh, yeah, I. Agree. You do love fucking for I, sure. I, I love fighting, <laughs> but Usman is a true champion, and I and as great as Kamaru uh, as Jorge Masvidal is, he doesn't. I just don't see him getting keeping Usman off his back, and Usman can hit. Usman's going to cause problems. You're not going to knock Masvidal out. That's what's so incredible about Masvidal. But I just don't know how Masvidal solves the wrestling problem. I Here's don't. my thing about the UFC and what, what I what I don't like. Because I love the UFC. Again, Dana White's always been very nice to me. It's almost like if you aren't fighting for a title, they don't want you. Mm -hmm. And I like... I like guys who bang. I don't have any problem with dudes who bang. Like, let's say Connor loses this fight with us. The whole thing is like, he's done. Why? Like, why does he have to have this insane record if we love watching him fight? And there is a chance he could go off. I feel like boxing used to be like that until Floyd Mayweather made it. Oh, you can't have a loss. Yeah. I don't think there's, like, if you don't have a, you know what? Not having a loss in your record tells me you haven't fought people. Right, exactly. That's a really good point. Unless your name's Khabib. Unless you're Khabib, and that, uh, but, but Mayweather, Mayweather was just such a defensive genius. Yeah. Wiley Zhang, Rose Namajunas. Now, uh, Rose Namajunas to me, I like, love her. She's so skilled. This, see, this is an example of a of a fight between two women. I'm just as excited about as any fight between any man. Mm -hmm. uh, women in in this sport are just as exciting as men are. And I don't care what anybody says. If you love the game the way I do, the I, I just cannot wait to watch. Now, Wiley Shang is, is here's the a thing. bad. She's bitch. a badass. But here's the thing. I, I'm sorry to say this. Rose Namajunas is is so remarkable because you just there is that is her body and that is her and she's she's such a freak athlete, but she doesn't have the kind of strength that Jessica Andrade has, doesn't have the kind of strength that Wiley Shang has. And I I'm I I don't know what's going on with those two. I don't know if they have more testosterone naturally, but when I when you look at Wiley Zhang and you look at someone like Jessica Andrade, I'll, I'll you know I'm sure people will be mad at me for this. I just have trouble believing that 
that it's. I don't see. I don't think she is so. I mean, I. I mean, could she cheat? I wouldn't doubt it, but I don't. I don't. I don't think her body, Sonjay. Andrade, it one dude. She looks like a little little cyborg. And what do we know about cyborg? No, so no, look, Weili Zhang is a great champion. Weili Zhang is the evolution, Brian, yeah. of female MMA. Yep, she moves and strikes like a male fighter. Yeah, yes, she does. She's incredible. It's the. It's like to me. It's like her and Literally. who's the number one? What's her name? The number one female MMA fighter of all time. Um. Oh. Um. Um. Uh, Amanda Nunez. Amanda Nunez. Yeah. Amanda Nunez moves, fights different too. Yeah. Wei Jang is so unbelievable. I just, uh, uh, it's a different body. It's literally a different body structure than Rose Namajunas. It just is. It's a different structure. But see, that's it's a different, the thing about it's a different Rose. Muscle she type. doesn't look like she's going to be able to do damage. And she does. I mean, she's, she's beat Joanna Champion twice. The, the, the she's incredible. And dude, you know she's what, incredible. man? She's straight out the trailer. And never underestimate somebody who comes from nothing. Rose Namajunas is fucking incredible and beautiful, and my in many ways my favorite female fighter of all time. I said it. I think hmm. she's her smooth. How how she fights? She's so smooth. She's so incredible. The way she beat. Uh, Yuani Yanjenjik, who's as good a striker as anybody. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, I mean, I, I, I just she's done a lot of in a lot of ways the impossible. She's incredible with what she's working with. I just I'm looking at her physical her physical gifts. She's a very good athlete, but there is a strength factor in fighting. And Wiley Zhang, whatever it is, she has a when you see her next to Henry Cejudo, dude, she looks like. With all due respect, she looks just as masculine and and structurally, just as physically imposing as someone like Henry Cejudo. I they were talking together. I was like, what? Like and, and so whatever's going on there, that's that is a that is an advantage. Whether that's a bone thing, whether that's a drug thing, whatever it might be, it just is a different thing. Now, oh now Valentina Shevchenko is is my girlfriend. I think she's gorgeous. Dude, another, you another, can't. I, I, I root for the girls. I have huge crushes. What are you, Dr. On. Dre with 19 girlfriends? I just think Valentina Shevchenko and Rose Namajunas are hot as fuck. And Valentina Shevchenko Let me go, is go, such go, a go, fighter. Rose, do you oh like Rose? Who do you got in the fight? Uh, between I'm going, Rose, between I'm going Rose nationalist, and, and I'm going Rose because I know in China there were the root for the Chinese chick. So I'm, gonna, I'm going America. I don't know what Rose's I don't know what Rose's headspace is like, but if Rose's headspace is where it is, don't there's Rose could Rose could piece up. This is going to be a striking match. I don't think it's going to be a wrestling. What's well, interesting? So Brian, I'm going with Rose. Yeah, I'm going with Rose. When we went back to the last episode, we were talking Vandalay Silva, Chuck Liddell, uh, and Rampage. How each one could beat the other, but couldn't beat the other. Yeah, this could be interesting because like Rose. Pieced up, um, Joanna, Joanna, and even though Joanna eventually lost, yeah. so they had a battle. She was also piecing up Jessica Andrade. She was also piecing her up. Yeah, but she got picked up and thrown on her head because again, Jessica's so fucking strong. But she was piecing her the fuck up. She's a way better striker. Rose is is as good a striker as anybody in the division, with the exception maybe of Valentina Shevchenko, who's the queen. And, and Amanda Nunez, who's much bigger. But Valentina Shevchenko, when 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 Valentina Shevchenko fights Wiley Zhang, I might have a heart attack. No, but dude, happens. they're talking. Dude, she gave 
She gave uh, Amanda Nunes a fucking war, Of bro. course she did, dude. Valentina Shevchenko is sick good. She's fucking as good as any woman in the history of MMA. She's as good as any of them in every way. Can you see what weight, what their flyweight, so strawweight and flyweight. So okay. I think they're fine at okay. 135. So 115 and 125? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So it's what? 115, 115 125, 125 so, so and then 135 is Amanda Nunes, right? Yeah. So Shevchenko's sucking down to 25? Yeah. She She's, fights at 35 usually, right? No, I thought no. it's always been 25. That's her, that's her weight class. Okay. But just know she gave Amanda Nunes her hardest battle. Oh, yes, she did, dude. Oh, yes, she did. Listen, it, um, uh, you know. So oh, look at this. You got Shevchenko in this fight then. I always have Shevchenko. Well, I think uh, Jessica Andre, I don't know why they fast-forwarded her to the belt, which is very weird because she only had one win. And she was small for 115. What is she going to do at 125? Who? Andrade? Uh, yeah. She has no problem with that. She's, yeah. she's so muscular and yeah, she's, she's heavy. she's pretty big. Yeah, and dude, okay, you know, we had a trans on here. At what point do we start talking about women MMAs that are born just with more male form than... Well, that's what I'm saying. So I think with, with Wiley Zhang and certainly with Jessica Andrade, there is, a, there, is a, there is something called... And again, I'm trying to be respectful here. I'm not, I'm not saying anything. I have a lot of respect. Jessica Andrade is a hell of a woman fighter. Mm -hmm. A hell of a fighter, period, and she's a woman, and and all that stuff. There is there is a th a medical thing where you can have testes on the inside of your ovaries or on the inside of your womb. It's like a, it's a, there's a it's a it there's a tight look it up. It's it's um it is what some women have. They have naturally more testosterone in their bodies than do uh, other biological women, yes. right? They just do. So they're they're on the on the spectrum of being yeah um. Hermaphroditism. In a f yeah, without saying, I don't believe that there. It's not about being hermaphrodite, but you are born. You can be born with. Who's the famous yeah, with girl woman you, that was a hermaphrodite? You can be born with, yeah, you can be born with ovotestes. Whether that's the case or not, but 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 it is true that that will that will cause you to have more male traits than female than than other females. So you there are athletes in the Olympics that have. Um, an advantage their their body structure some models they were talking about some runway models your body structure tends to be broader in the shoulders just a different skeletal frame you might have more testosterone naturally that can be an advantage sometimes without taking anything see, I, I always am hesitant to talk about this because i don't want to take away from how great and how hard working and how strategic someone like Wiley Zhang and Jessica Andrade are. They, they work their ass off. They're great fighters and they put in the time. They deserve their fucking, they deserve, unless you find out anybody's doing something else, these people deserve where they are. And 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 maybe, I don't know. I don't want to talk about steroid use because I don't know enough about it. I have no evidence. So I, don't, I want to shut the fuck up. Middle, middleweight, Uriah Hall, Chris Weidman. I think this is the battle of guy. I mean, Chris Wywin's very interesting because he was so dominant. Yeah. And then he just hit a roadblock. And, you know, I, and this is the tough thing about MMA because, like, when a guy loses his belt, it's so hard to get back there. Yeah. And because there's just so many people waiting in line. There's so many young bucks coming through. And, you know, it's just like speed and chin, your chin gets down. Uriah Hall was somebody who was supposed to be like a super, 
you know, I mean, the guy's got skills. It's just mentally, can he put it all together? Well, so so what I've heard, so Chris Weidman left a piece of himself in there after Luke Rockhold. What Luke Rockhold did in that fight to him was, you know, that that was a beatdown, and that was a crazy thing. And and I, I don't know. I think what a lot of these guys deal with, and I've heard this about Uriah Hall. Don't know him. Uh, don't don't want to speak for him. But I've heard that Uriah Hall sometimes has had trouble being a bad that guy. No, just being that enthusiastic about the fight game. Like you know, he's a guy who is apparently really smart and a guy who just has other interests. And sometimes. And probably Chris Weidman too. After a while, this game, fighting in this game for that long, after a while, you're just like, you got to get yourself up for it. And if you're up for it, if these guys are up for it, they're two of the best in the world. But again, it's like it's like just being a person in, in a fight like that. You're like, do I? How badly do I want to do this? How badly do I want to take damage? How badly? Is this do I at 185? To, that that should be at 185. Yeah. Middleweight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, big guys. Uriah Hall. It's just like you think at some point he'd Crazy get a athlete. shot at a title if he could put it together. Because he's got the skill set. Yes. Yes, he does. He's crazy athletic. Yeah, and it's just like, can he mentally want to kill people? And that's the whole thing, dude. And we'll see what happens. Light heavyweight, Anthony Smith, badass. Jimmy. I think Anthony Smith is great. I've never seen Jimmy Crude fight. I think he's a. I think he's a great fighter. It just you know, and you're going up against the greatest ever do with John Jones, and we just learned there's levels to this shit, and there's nothing wrong with that. Imagine being the number three light heavyweight or four, whatever he is at. I mean, dude, John, jo who hasn't John Jones embarrassed? And not that he embarrassed Anthony Smith, but, you know, you learn that you're, I mean, like the one of the greatest MMA players of all time, nobody even puts him in the conversation. Is, is he one of the greatest to ever do it? Daniel Cormier oh lost to John Jones twice. Such a, so impressive. Daniel Cormier to me. At, at five He's foot, the nicest at five, guy. At five foot nine. At five foot nine, maybe fighting monsters and never well, undefeated practically as a heavyweight until until Stipe. I mean, undefeated as a as a as a light heavyweight until John Jones. I mean, Daniel Cormier is such a bad motherfucker. He's such a bad motherfucker. I mean, dude, he had like everybody's favorite build, which is smooth fat. Oh my god. It's like why Burt yeah. Kreischer can take his shirt off and look good and why I can't. Because yeah, I Bert don't Kreischer, have smooth Bert fat. Kreischer's strong. Bert Kreischer's big. Yeah, he's got strong. Mickey Mantle strength. He does, dude. He's strong. Jimmy Crute. Um, I don't know him. Hey, dude. What's his I could tell that haircut. He means business. Yeah. Oh, I've seen him fight. Yeah, man. I, I love the international game of everything, dude. I love it, dude. He's, 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 he's a Brit, right? I think he's from Britain. He looks like it. Let me see who he's fought. Fuck Brit. Oh, Sam Avery's a great, but I mean, I love watching smiling Sam Avery, dude. That guy's always smiling, throwing bombs. Yep. Go, who is there a heavyweight fight in this? Maybe early. There's the light heavyweight one, which is this one. Let's see. <laughs> so. I know we didn't do many. We didn't do much of a. Well, here's what I want to do, Brian. Yeah. I think because we're doing two a week. Yeah. We could ask the, my booker to help book people on the show. Yeah. Please. We could do that. So one episode is us booking somebody. And the next episode is people should send us stories they want us to talk about. All right. It doesn't look like there's a heavyweight fight. Okay. 
Yeah, dude. Let's do that. You should send us. So, so can we create an email? Yeah, of course. Let's create one right now. Well, you can go to Conspiracy Social Club. I think it's... Let me find out. Well, somewhere where uh, Anthony can find it and sift through the best questions. Like, we should also do a Q&A one, too. Like... I agree. Yeah. Like, so, so we should be like, send us your topics, send us your questions, and we'll just answer your questions. My boy, Kevin Bay, who's got a great gym out there. And uh, it's called Hybrid Fit. He's Where? gonna get so mad at me. I think it's called Hybrid. Look up, look at Kevin. Look up Kevin Bay's gym in, in Arizona. He's a great trainer. Bay? He's got, he, yeah, Kevin Bay. He's got fourteen people coming to your show. You're welcome. Where? In he Arizona? Was, yeah, he's a big listener of the podcast. Oh, that's great. You're gonna dude. be at House of Comedy. Hybrid, We're about to release hybrid, this. Hybrid Performance. That's his company. Uh, I think. Make sure that's it. Is that Kevin? Yeah. Let's just comment. Hold on. Telling that I'm plugging your gym now. Plugging, dude. He's he's a good. So have you heard this? He's a good. Herpes infections possibly linked to COVID nineteen vaccine. Enjoy that. You know what's so funny? Did you hear? Is that true? That's what something just came out. And the funniest thing is also, um, you know, you think it's bad. You got herpes. Guess what? Enjoy AIDS, everybody. Anyways, that's been our show, guys. Thank you so much. Oh, you know we should open. Hey. So we got to do a new uh, opening too, right? Yeah. Because we never did our dates. We never did our dates? Yeah. Let's do our dates. Hey, you guys. Hey, you guys. If you're in Des Moines, Iowa or anywhere near Des Good Moines, Iowa. Good people out there, dude. Jason I never done Burmese, it. my friend uh, Jeffrey Wilson, Pat Militich, all out in Iowa. Really? Yeah. Come out to Des Moines, Iowa, the capital. I'm there April 30th and May 1st, okay? That's two nights, Friday, Saturday. Get your tickets. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Mm. Then Phoenix, Arizona, man. I'm in. I'm in Tucson at the Rock. No, you're May not. May fifth. Oh, then, you're in Tucson. Yeah, yeah, and then then May sixth through the ninth, I'm at CB Live in Phoenix, Arizona. Get your tickets. Gross. Come see me. SamTripoli.com for all my dates. Look at this, dude. We just did an episode for 420. Oh, happy 420, everybody. I forgot to say that earlier. Maybe I did remember to say that. I don't know. I'm in Phoenix this weekend. I'm at the House of Comedy April 22nd through the 24th. And then the following weekend, I am in, where are we going here? Indianapolis. And I am there the 29th through May 1st. Come get weird. More dates being added. Uh, more dates. Working on some Dragons of Comedy tour. Yep. All sorts of shit. Yep. So we'll see where we go. Yep. It's going to be awesome. We'll be Guys, we love lives. you. We're going to make this show more interactive, okay? All we're right. going to take we're going to do Q&As, ask us your questions, and then we're going to send us the conspiracies you would like us to talk about, and if we like them, we'll discuss them. Thank you Anthony for doing a wonderful job, okay? And Brian, thank you so much. And we want you guys to have a great 420. I don't know when this is coming out, but we record. This will be out Friday. All right. Hope you had a great 420. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. When people ask, is everything a conspiracy? The answer is yes. Who and what is controlling everything and why? They they practice sorcery. I can't argue against magic. (laughs) I don't know what it is that we live on, but I believe it's a realm. This realm that we live in is the lowest level of heaven 
highest level of hell. Chicken, snake gods, and the Anunnaki, and sorcery. If Sam says the chicken snake god is running everything, I'm literally in the world of crazy. <laughs> I'm winning. <laughs> You're losing. Conspiracy Social Club, aka Deep Waters. Deep Waters. Deep Waters. Deep Waters.